0: Is it possible to disagree and still be friends? The answer is yes, and we are here to prove it. Join our group of badass sirens as we step out of our comfort zone and onto our soapboxes to sound off on our latest adventure. We might not always agree, but we will always love each other. Welcome to Siren Soapbox.
1: Welcome to Siren Soapbox, fellow explorers. Thank you for tuning in today. Our mission is to inspire you out of your comfort zone and into exploration. If you're enjoying our shows, please help us out by liking and subscribing. If you have an idea for a challenge to get the sirens out of our comfort zone, visit www.sirensoapbox.com and in the contact us section, submit your idea. We'll give you a shout out on the show or you could possibly be a guest on the show. Click dive in and explore with us on the website to participate alongside us on our next episode. You can also explore past episodes through our blog pages under Stay Curious and explore activities from previous episodes. We'd love to hear what you think. Drop us a line at sirensoapbox at gmail.com. And now on to today's episode. Episode 19, four of us divulge our deepest, darkest secrets to the entire world in our Facing Fears episode that aired on April 2nd. It is the Siren Soapbox philosophy to take small, continuous steps towards our goals, just like our friend Paul Boynton has taught us. So today, we're going to check in with our current progress. What are our successes and what didn't work out so well? How are we going to have to readjust our sales? We also need to discover what our newest full-time siren, Sarah's greatest fear is, too. If at any time the conversation gets too intense, our safe word is...
0: Mango! Mango.
1: First up on our soapbox is Myrrh. Well,
0: thank you, Elsie. So the fear that I want to face, and I want all of you to help me face, is my fear of heights. Although I've only I've only just really thought about how I'm going to tackle this one. i I know that the next thing I'm going to do is zip lining. So it feels like that's the nudge from the universe. Elsie did it earlier this year, I believe, with her family. And then the Queens mentioned how much fun they had zip lining most recently a co-worker of mine sent <laughs> oh my gosh he sent a picture of him and his partner on this zip line flipped upside down with their feet their toes pointed towards the sky and they were having the time of their damn lives and I wanted to puke when I saw that picture but these are all this is how I know I'm supposed to go zip lining next So typically I do something every summer to get me out of my comfort zone when it comes to heights, my fear of heights specifically, usually I will go to White Rock Park and do some cliff jumping. Uh, They have a cliff that's like 90 feet high. I usually don't do anything that stupid. I stick to like the 50 footer. Um, That's plenty of height for the siren. But this summer's gotten away from me. I haven't even gotten to a swimming pool with a high dive this year. So still have some work to do. But I have done some research, and it looks like there's some zip line to do down at Red River Gorge. Uh, Two out of my three teenagers are willing to go on this adventure through the treetops with me, and I bet Marky Mark would do it too. I'm sure I've asked him, and I don't remember what he said, but um, he's he's a seven. He'll probably say yes to this. And since fall is my favorite season, I'm going to book a super scary treetop tour on a Saturday in October with the family. And that's the plan. And now it's on to you, Sarah.
2: All right. Well, I'm jumping in here on this topic, having not been on the first episode in the series. I'm kind of hoping our listeners have maybe forgotten the spooky spider stories from that episode, because here's another one. So I guess that was a big spoiler. Yes. I have a pretty solid fear of spiders. Although I'd like to think I could call it a dislike. The reality is I can have quite the reaction when faced with a hairy eight legged monster. It's weird how this fear evolved though. I mean, I remember as a kid, letting spiders crawl on my hand, just like I would with ladybugs. So I'm not sure why spiders started freaking me out. I do remember thinking once as I watched a little spider on my finger that he could crawl under my nail and get lost. Maybe that was the beginning of the fear. Maybe so, but as I reflect on what bothers me now, it's more that the big, huge, hairy ones look like they could take a chunk out of my finger. You know, like a shark could take a chunk out of my legs. I know I've been pretty vocal about my fear of sharks, but I'm more likely to have a spider encounter in my life than a shark encounter. Plus, I've already talked about sharks a bunch, and if I pick sharks, I might get talked into diving with sharks to overcome that fear, so spiders, it is. (laughs) (laughs) So I have many spider stories, so it was tough to pick which one to talk about here. I decided on the most recent one, though. I was in the shower and noticed a spider friend on the shower curtain, just sitting there spying on me. My instinct was to knock it down. but As you can imagine, I was in a pretty vulnerable position, you know, naked in the shower. I could just picture the damn thing jumping on me and crawling in somewhere, you know, like my eye socket. So I had to finish my shower watching the spider to make sure it stayed put. Needless to say, my eyes were burning by the end because I wasn't sure, because I sure wasn't going to close them for a second, no matter how much shampoo got in my eyes. It was a total blast. The spider never budged, though, that creep. So it may seem like I handled the encounter pretty well and I would agree, my reactions to spiders are getting better but I still fear them. I can't get into that same shower which I have to do every single morning without smacking the length of the curtain just to make sure no spiders are there and that they all have time to bail if they are. Before I turn over to Jess, I will briefly mention though that I do have another fear and it's probably the one that I should have talked about here but uh, i'm not really ready to delve into it all the way so it's just going to have to wait um to another time so with that on to jess what? you're just gonna leave us hanging yes ma'am yes mind ma'am. Is- blown so-
3: cliffhanger yes ma'am. it's, 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 it's a big one
2: it's a big one anyway jess you
3: not cool Sarah. no <laughs> So my original fear, and it's still a major fear of mine, is losing a loved one, whether it's by death or loss of relationship, just losing somebody. However, besides therapy, there's not really a good way for the sirens to help me get over this. So we, and I say that with air quotes because it was a royal we, decided that my fear to face would be public speaking. I have actually done a couple presentations. At work, since we talked about it and they were definitely nerve wracking, but they were in front of people I know so it was a little bit easier. I am actually excited but super, super nervous about TC's challenge to sign us up for conferences. I think talking about our adventures and helping people to get the exploration bug sounds awesome and it made me thought about talking in front of hundreds of people and that thought makes me want to puke. I am hoping that it will turn out to be closer to what I used to do when I worked at the aquarium and I talked about something I was passionate about and just did it repetitively and then I wasn't as nervous. But until then, I'm gonna think about talking in front of hundreds of people and want to puke. So that's my very short soapbox today
1: because I don't have much progress and I'm gonna pass it over to Elsie. All right. So just a few weeks after recording the first episode, I thought I was going to knock this fear out of the park. As a refresher, mine is getting a massage. I loathe being touched by strangers. A few sirens did a retreat in Indiana and we had two masseuses on site. I figured I'd go check out the room and hear how the other sirens did. Well, swing and a miss because the woman masseuse was sick and backed out. So I did too because I am not getting half naked alone in a room with a guy I don't know. There was quite the peer pressure from some other people and it was not convincing me. I do want to thank Siren Murr for taking me back to the room and showing me the bed and explaining everything that happens during massage. So while not knocked out of the park, I did feel that it was a pretty successful first step. I largely forgot about it for a while. In May, we did the essential oil class, and there was a beauty salon nearby, and it offered leg massages. I was thinking of doing that as my next step and quickly forgot, or maybe more likely conveniently forgot. In June, (laughs) I was unexpectedly thrown into step two. I wanted to get lash extensions for a vacation, and I had no idea that it was going to be done in a room on a bed, much like a masseuse bed, alone with a worker with the door shut, for two hours, with my eyes closed. It took a lot of trust, deep breaths, and prayers to get me through. But I did it, and I even dozed off a few times. I was even having nightmares that she was sewing my eyes shut, and when it was all over, it didn't help that one of my eyes was mostly glued shut. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh no. So I panicked. But boy, did I want those lashes so much, and that weighed out my fear. I guess it goes back to a later episode when we talked about if your Y is big enough, you'll do it. And they looked fabulous. Guess what? I then totally put the challenge on the back burner again until about two weekends ago when I was violently thrusted back into my next step. I worked an expo and the booth across from us was selling aloe. They were super aggressive about getting free samples and she finally reeled me in, grabbed my arm, locked eyes with me <laughs> while massaging this stuff into my hands. <laughs> and she told me all the benefits of this aloe. I remember none, but I could probably recount to you every single lash that she had. It was so awkward. I don't know about the sirens, but I'm not sure my why is, is big enough to comfor- conquer this one. Maybe you can change my mind while we chat later, but for now, on to TC. Well,
4: this is an interesting update for me. When I did our initial facing fear introduction for this series, I reported that my fear was of people in masks, but recently I've discovered that people in masks no longer give me that twisting feeling in my belly that I have experienced my entire life. Might I feel it again? I might, that remains to be seen. So what about facing my fear? Have you ever had that experience when someone says something like, what would you do if? And you think you might know the answer, but you're never really positive until it happens. The last time I experienced masked people, I did not feel that twisting of the tummy that fear creates. Am I over the fear? Desensitized to it because masks are the norm? I'm not really sure but I am sure that it's no longer a fear I need to get over. However, I did face a fear that wasn't even on my radar. In episode 37, the Sirens all got our tails on a bike, a motorcycle that is. I used to ride a lot, I've ridden thousands of miles, all before I wrecked, going around a curve that was a lot longer than I thought, and covered in gravel. I crushed my clavicle, And now I have a titanium clavicle. Siren Sara was my anesthesiologist for that. When it was my turn to get on the bike, I felt a little nervous. But when my brother said, do you want to drive it to the end, turn around and come back? There was the tummy twist. That was fear. And guess what I did? I faced it. I rode the bike to the end. I turned it around and I rode back. At the time, I didn't tell anyone I was nervous but I was a little bit more than nervous. I was afraid, but I did it and it felt good. I have faced a fear.
1: That is awesome. Jess. Jess, Let's go back to Sarah. Oh, (laughs) I know. (laughs) Kidding, good. What about Jess? Jess, I'm so excited. You
0: did
3: two public speaking events at work. Yeah, I kind of got thrown into the one, uh, I got a call like the day before we had our branch manager meeting that we have once a month. And, um, Balbina, who was my job shadow, one of them, she was like, Hey, can you talk about this thing? And just kind of give us like a, an intro to it for like, you know, like maybe like 10 minutes. I'm like, okay, well you can't put a time limit on it. Cause when I get nervous, I talk really, really fast. Uh, so I got up and I was talking and I still like, I think in my head, I sounded like I was going to cry. Cause that's what happens when I'm nervous and I'm talking in public. I sound like I'm going to cry, but it was something that I know really well. So it wasn't as bad.
0: That is but an actual life. thing that happens to a lot of people. And then. It usually after like a minute or so it kind of wanes and then you have a more normal speaking tone again I think there's something to do with your nerves and adrenaline and something that causes that shakiness in your voice and the want to puke
1: yeah yeah this doesn't surprise me though at all because I've seen you talk in front of like 150 people in the aquarium before so
3: yeah, that's something I've said hundreds of times, though, and it's something that I'm excited about. And so, that's yeah, you why do kind of get into a flow. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping like, if you know, if we do a conference and I can just practice it a whole lot and it's something that I'm excited about, that maybe it won't be so bad.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus, you'll be up there with four more sirens, it'll be all five of us.
3: So, when I try to turn and run,
1: he <laughs> will stop you hold you down <laughs> there's <laughs> nowhere to go but on stage Murrah I'm super excited you're going to go to Red River Gorge to go zip lining because that is the very first place I went ziplining and it is absolutely gorgeous
0: I love Red River Gorge and it's only a few hours away from us here so it's a nice easy weekend I'm going to take the girls and Logan and Mark and the boys hopefully Zip line on a Saturday morning and then build a campfire and
1: chill out the rest of the night. Nice. That's not
2: far from us. We could all go.
1: Yeah, I think we, we should. I'm already going to Red River the first weekend in October. You guys should all go.
2: I, I will hopefully along. be in Maybe. Ireland.
3: Oh, yeah, you. that's right. Hopefully. Maybe.
0: Yeah, and I can't do that weekend either because I'm
1: diving.
0: It's the last quarry weekend of the year here in Ohio.
1: Wah, wah, we'll
0: like scratch that. that. Yeah, but I think I'm. I think we're gonna go the following weekend. I'll I'll check. I'll have to let you know. See one. We'll
3: I have no suggestions for getting over your fear of spiders because um, that sounds horrifying.
0: We can get in touch with Joe Rogan. I'm sure he has
3: a few ideas. Does anybody remember Fear Factor? oh yeah I always thought I could do whatever they're doing as long as they didn't bring spiders in until they got to the eating stuff and then I'm like no
2: but so strange when I was thinking about this I, I distinctly remember as a kid like I said watching them crawl on me and not thinking anything of it until it twigged one day that that damn thing could crawl somewhere and I think I truly think that's where it started but now I just think that they're big and nasty and hairy and can bite me and sting and I don't know those big ones that are like this ones oh ones that look like dinner plates when we were uh, do, Yeah, we did Route 66 and we're driving along and we're like, oh, is that you know a possum walking in front? Oh no. <laughs> no, it's a tarantula. Oh, let's stop the car. We don't want it to puncture a tire, you know, like a crab. <laughs> you remember the crab that punctured the tire and Cayman? Yes. Yeah, I do.
4: Wow. I that forgot really about that. Happened.
2: Yeah, I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah, we got so, and- n- The the tire was completely flat, and we go out there and look, and there's just this crab claw sticking out. Like, screw you! Here we are. Wow. Ran over me, but I totally I got the last laugh. That's (laughs) right. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, So not
4: to not to freak you out even more, but there is that statistic that humans (laughs) swallow an average of eight spiders each year while sleeping. Just saying,
2: there's that. But that's okay because I ate the spider and it died rather than it biting me. So I (laughs) did the spider. Unless
0: it's large and it chokes
4: you.
2: But it's also the surprise factor. Like you remember TC when we were um, in the Tetons and there was a spider once again. And what is it with spiders in the bathroom? They're just a bunch of creeps. They just want to watch, I guess. But there was a spider. Remember that spider in the bathroom at the Tetons? That very first hotel that we stayed in. And um, same thing, get in the shower and just, but I didn't want to kill, I didn't want to kill the guy. And um, there is another funny story. Uh, I'm not the, uh, sometimes, you know, you, you um, get your fears because of, um, you know, true things. And I think part of my fear came from watching my mom and her fear of spiders. And her fear of spiders was even more ridiculous than mine. I remember she had been watching um, Ben when he was a little baby at the time. And I come downstairs to to, when I get home from work and there's this whole pile of cushions on the floor. And I'm looking at my mom, you know, I'm like, what's going on here? She says, Sarah, there was a spider. And I put a glass over the spider, but then I was afraid that Ben would knock over the glass. So I put all of these pillows around the glass (laughs) so that he couldn't knock the glass over. And I'm like, okay, mom, and I'm thinking, part of me is thinking that's pretty reasonable, right? (laughs) Because the kid could knock over the glass and then the spider's out, right? And so I went and I slowly, carefully moved all the cushions because the glass might have been dislodged. I didn't want the spider to jump and eat my face. So I do do all of this and then I look and I'm looking at the glass and I pick up the glass and I'm just staring at the spider. And I go and I get a magazine like I normally would because you don't want to kill the spider. And I was going to put the spider on the magazine and take it outside and dump it outside. But instead I... Pull it onto the magazine, and I'm looking at it, and then I show it to my mom. It was a freaking plastic ring spider from Halloween. My mom had been scared all day about this plastic spider under a glass surrounded (laughs) by cushions, and she was protecting my kid from this plastic ring spider. So you know, I come by my fears honestly. You know,
1: (laughs) you you learn from what you see, right? Yes. I also have a fear of spiders, Sarah. And when I lived in my first house in Lebanon about 15 years ago, we had a big wolf spider that was living in our bathroom. So you're right. I don't know what it is about the bathroom. And I'm like, I'm gonna be one with nature and it's gonna be my bathroom spider. I even named it T C Gross. Oh my god. She's, She's like hanging like... out. She's <laughs> like hanging out by your head. Is that Ophelia? I just moved
4: my camera so everyone could see my spider. No, it's a different one. Well, you should
1: get a picture of that one for our next- I'm glad you were on the other screen and I didn't see that spider. Sorry, Elsie, I interrupted. So I love this little spider. And then one day I'm getting ready. I just got out of the shower. I'm in a towel and I felt something on my leg. And I looked down and it's a freaking spider on my leg. And I freak out and I like brush it off me. And I accidentally killed it and I felt horrible. So then a couple weeks later, I'm cleaning up toys. I'm kneeling down and Connor had this little like octopus toy and it had black legs. And I'm like, why is this like plastic toy in between my legs? Because I'm like kneeling down. It wasn't the toy. It was another wolf spider on my leg, the same leg, almost in the same spot. And I'm like, it's coming back to kill me. So I actually brushed that one off again. That one died. And then my husband thought it would be a very funny prank Uh to sit down next to me and put a little Halloween spider next to me. And I brushed my laptop off my lap. Thank God that didn't break. And I had a full on meltdown and I just left the house for like two hours. And he's calling me, he thinks I'm never gonna come back but he has not messed with me like that since. (laughs) That's not funny.
2: This is a fun thing about having um, not been um, part of this from the beginning so you know I've listened to episodes of the siren soapbox before Sara was a part of the siren soapbox and when we were doing this episode I specifically went to listen to this episode to, to make sure that I had all the details and so that I could you know be familiar with it and the funniest thing was listening to you guys talk and wanting to say something and realize I, I was listening and I'd start saying something I'm like oh they're not really <laughs> I looked so funny as I was listening because, oh, oh, no, they can't hear me. <laughs> I can't you say anything about
1: update. that spider story. <laughs>
2: Aww. But, I, but I remember you you were talking about that and that's why- Oh, no, I probably like I repeated
1: said, myself. I'm sorry. Well,
2: well, you did. And it was so cool. But at least I know you weren't lying the first time because you said it exactly the same. <laughs>
4: that's but, Well, see, I feel like that's a tattoo idea. I think right in that spot on your leg, you should get a little spider with a heart around it or something. That sounds awful. R.I.P. woofy. We can look at um, we can look at what the the tattoo artist's web looks like and make judgments based on cocology. Oh, there we go. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I still need to get my lightning tattoo and my siren with a crown tattoo. Oh, I have a I have a picture of a, a mermaid tattoo
4: to send you guys it's about this big and it's so it's about what an inch and a half and it's so detailed and pretty it's somebody's tattoo and there's a a tattoo of flowers and the the mermaid is kind of swimming up out of the flowers instead of being yeah it's really cute I'll send it to you guys
0: so Tracy what kind of fear are you going to face next if you're not afraid of people with masks and are you going to like ride dirt bikes on the island every once
4: in a while when you need to feel scared? What are you going to do? I don't know, because um, when we rode the motorcycles, I was very, once I drove it down the road and turned around and came back, I was I was really excited and ready to start riding again. So I don't even know that that's a fear. I mean, I have faced other fears again just by using self-talk, so I'm sure something else will happen. Sometimes fears happen just like that motorcycle fear. First of all, I didn't really know I had that fear. Second of all, I haven't always had it. I didn't have it until I wrecked. So something might happen in my life that creates another fear. I don't know.
1: I find that very interesting that you were afraid because I was not able to tell that day at all that you were, I mean, I, I, Look to you as the the knowledgeable one, and and Sarah and Bill, you guys all seem very confident. Bill could tell.
4: I mean, but then again, he's known me since really before I knew myself, <laughs> because he. Let's all just remember, he's seven years older than me. He's a lot older than me. He's way so older. old. Oh my god. <laughs> he's well, I so wasn't going to say he's this. Old but he's oh, older than so <laughs> much older
0: than you i hope that when he listens to this he sends you a message that says something like fuck you of course he would never say that <laughs> i don't think yeah, I don't <laughs> would. you think he would
1: <laughs> so i tell you who's old are you gonna revisit that and try and and face somebody in a mask yeah i will um i
4: I, I don't know how I would react if I went like to one of those Halloween stores where the people in scary masks walk around, because that always scared me a lot. And, and um, haunted houses, like Halloween haunted houses, not real haunted houses, those kind of things have always really scared me a lot. We don't really have those here. Either one of those. We don't have Halloween stores or haunted houses. Not
0: but you have real haunted houses.
4: Yes, we have haunted locations, but we don't have haunted haunted houses like you go to for entertainment a Halloween. But I I don't know. Um I think this Halloween we're gonna we're going to be in Puerto Rico. So maybe they have a haunted house. Maybe I can try
1: it out and see what happens. Oh that'd be fun. Why? Why go? Other than just to conquer your feet, because I hate haunted houses. I'm not gonna I'm not going to go. Cause, cause you know why? I like that feeling in your
4: stomach, that twist that happens when you're really afraid. That's why I like to jump off high things into the water because I like that sort of twisting feeling in your tummy
1: when you're afraid of something. But that's different than going to a haunted house. <laughs> At I least for me. <laughs> Elsie, you have to understand
4: that when I go to a haunted house, I never make it in.
1: (laughs) Oh, I don't either. Yeah.
4: So I get that twisting in my tummy feeling while I'm waiting in line. And as we approach Mm -hmm. the haunted house, I go wait in the car. I, Mm -hmm. I can't tell you the last time I was actually in a haunted house. I don't typically make it in.
0: The last time I, well, no, not the last time I went to a haunted house, but one time I went to a haunted house, but I had a few cocktails first. Maybe this is what you should do. If you show up at the haunted house with a few cocktails inside your body, then you, when they like are knocking and trying to scare you, like knock back. You're like, oh, you're so scary. No, maybe
4: I could take my own mask. <laughs> yes. Just, Just put my own them. mask on.
1: Scare oh. those people. Can I I tell you guys about my Canada trip? No. In a haunted house. So I went to Canada when I was 18 because you can drink when you're 18 in Canada. That's why I went to Canada too at 18. Yes. And they had this haunted house and it was like an alien haunted house. And they had a red tour where they could like grab you and touch you in this alien haunted house thing. Or you could pick the yellow tour and they cannot touch you. So it was just the two of us. We paid for this tour. We picked yellow and you're looking at this alien body. And then all of a sudden it escapes and you're supposed to go down this hallway, you down this hallway. And then there's this black room and you're supposed to go into the black room. And I could not move, could not move. And all of a sudden there's a voice and he's like, step forward. And I'm like, Oh no. At 18, I'm like, I'd just like to remind everybody that we have the yellow tour and you're not allowed to touch (laughs) us. And the guy's like, we're not going to touch you step forward. And I'm like, Nope. And I had to leave. I had to go down the fire exit in Canada in the middle of the night because I would not go through this haunted house.
0: Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) I would just like to remind everyone there are touch me there are several haunted houses here in the states i say several i I know of two that i can think of two or three where they can like touch you and fucking waterboard you like it's freaky stuff that they yeah i don't know why anybody would sign up for that voluntarily would you pay for that right it wasn't cheap. He- it was like $25 a person or something.
4: Adrenaline and that twisting in your tummy. It's a good feeling.
1: No. Completely
4: off topic, but LC 18 is the drinking age in St. Croix. Oh. oh well, Not that I- it matters now because
1: you're gonna be turning three- 18 this year, so I should get into to St. Croix. Yes. <laughs> 18 again. <laughs>
3: So if Connor goes when he's 18, just make sure there's parental supervision.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so, Sarah, when do you think you're going to share this uh, super hmm. secret extra credit fear? Yeah. What are we going to have to do to coax
0: it out of you? How ready are you? to? T- how unready are you to talk about it? Oh, are
4: definitely, you definitely Is unready? She- is sharing your fear a fear? Is that like a third fear? <laughs> oh, it's so not like a double fear.
1: It's a meta,
4: meta fear. It's a meta
2: fear.
1: Oh, fear so. inception.
2: <laughs> so that fear, it's, uh, uh, it's a real fear. And um, it's very strange that um, we should be talking about fears when we have an episode coming up. Um, the celestial navigation. And no, I'm not afraid of stars. Um, (laughs) But uh, ever since I was a little kid, probably about six or seven, I have been very, very afraid of sailing. And um, I I think uh, the fact that I'm probably not ready to talk about it It makes it very difficult to talk about it, but that is a true fear of mine is being on a boat and being at the mercy of some sails, some sheets ropes uh, sheets and somebody who thinks they know where the wind is coming from (laughs) and where it's going to be. Um, So. Uh, it's a fear that I've had literally since I was about six or seven. When we lived in the Philippines, my parents sailed boats all the time. And um, my dad is a great sailor. My mom was a great crew person. Uh, And they sailed in these huge regattas every weekend. And I lived on the committee boat every weekend and watched them race. And it was awesome. And then they decided it was time for me to learn how to sail. So they put me in the sailing class with with a bunch of other stupid little six or seven year old kids that didn't know what the hell they were doing and we were on these little mirror boats that were about as big as this table that I'm sitting at and it had sails on it and we were in this little um, harbor and we were supposed to tell this uh, boat where to go and the other six or seven year old kid uh, didn't know where the hell the boat was going to go or how it was going to work and I literally remember as a kid going around and around in circles and just absolutely panicking and freaking out. Mm. And so I have always, always, always had this fear of uh, sailing. So there's a lot more that goes into it from later on with other trips that I took sailing. And um, so it was kind of interesting that we're gonna be doing some celestial navigation, but I think I can probably do that from my backyard, right? Cause there are stars over my backyard. I don't have to be out on the water for that, right? Yeah,
4: I I think so. You can yeah, thank
2: yeah. you can thank Jack Connolly for that
4: because yeah. that was a challenge. That was a challenge sent in by him. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, Jack- well, it was to take a sailing class. But I think this will be a good class to get our toes wet. And I know he responded back saying, "Yes, this counts for his challenge." But I think when he's on the show, he's going to be like, "Well, now the next step is going to be getting on yeah, a no sailboat." sailboat. I've never Which, been on a sailboat. I haven't either, but that'll be great. We can all work through the, the fear with you, Sarah. Yeah, And any fear is a legitimate fear. You guys are allowed to be afraid of anything for any reason. It's,
2: it's a, it's a true fear. Now, you know, you put me on a boat that's got a, you know, you put me on a stink pot, which is what my dad would call him because my dad is an avid sailor. And, you know, for the longest time, if a, if a boat had an engine on it, it was a stink pot. And so you put me on one of those where you can just fire up the engine and point the direction you wanna go, that's great. Um, It's just when you shut that engine off and all of a sudden the wind and that's all that, that's all you've got is the wind. And for the life of me, I cannot figure out how to make it go in the direction I want it to go. Despite the countless hours my dad has spent trying to show me. Look, Sarah, (laughs) you see these ripples on the water? No. You see that thing up there by the sail? No, I don't see it. I don't see any of it, so. But I think I have a serious mental block.
4: Are you afraid of of being at the helm of a sailboat, of being the one sailing the boat or just Mm -hmm. being on a sailboat? You've spent a lot of time on sailboats
2: Mm -hmm. and you continue to spend a lot of time Mm -hmm. on sailboats. And most of the time, those sailboats have engines. Every single time I'm on a sailboat, every single time that we go sailing when we're on the catamaran, there are engines. And so those engines can, we can turn them on anytime we want. So when they shut the engines off, I'm always looking at who's controlling the boat. And uh, when I was a kid, it's, you know, it's the only person that I ever trusted when we were on the water, because I spent hours and hours on sailboats. The only person that I ever trusted was my dad. So if my dad wasn't the person that was the captain of the of the sailboat, I was petrified that we were going to just die. (laughs) So, and if you think about it, most of the time that I'm sailing these days, my dad is somewhere on there. Of course, these days we've hired a bunch of people to take care of the boat and to be the captains of the boat. And we're just sitting there drinking, but (laughs) my dad's still there. So he could take control of it um, whenever. So, you know, there's a lot that goes into this fear. That's not just not understanding how it works, but
0: it's a very complex fear you have of sailing it is a huh
2: very complex fear I am opening a huge part of myself on the siren soapbox here today
1: so. Thank you. Well, we appreciate I it. appreciate that yeah do you have like a family history of sailing other like generational um I don't think so the Murrays were horse thieves
2: that's what we were in England. So no, huh. it's not a lot of, there's not a lot of sailing. It all makes sense
4: now, Sarah. It all makes sense.
2: <laughs> that's, that's what the memories were. A long line of fugitives. <laughs> yes, indeed. Oh, that's another fun story that we can roll out one day here on the Siren Soapbox, but maybe not tonight.
1: <laughs> oh Have you goodness. talked to your dad about that fear? Like, does, He yeah. can't pinpoint anything? No, he knows. He, he gets it too. He, um,
2: I think I've, I've guilted him enough about the whole mirror, um, mirror boat sailing classes that they made me do, you know, while they were off having their fun out there sailing and oh, well, Sarah's fine. She's in, it's just like what I used to do to my kids when I would go skiing. And I'm like, yeah, just throw them in that ski class. It'll be fine. And there was my (laughs) kids, you know, petrified on the ski slope, but I was having fun out there. Um, I think it was the same thing, you know, they just thought I was I was in this group and I was learning how to sail. And I've guilted, I've, I think I've guilted him enough about that. So, but I, I, that's, he, he knows about it.
4: Who else knows where their fear comes from? Like I know where mine does. And I think Sarah has some ideas of where hers comes from. She shared some, but not all of that. Who else thinks they know where their fear? comes from like do you know why you're afraid of heights no
0: I do know that my mom was afraid of heights and I also remember as a teenager not being afraid of heights and like I would do things like we went to Red River Gorge one weekend this was super scary and I do not endorse this but we were we went to Red River Gorge one weekend and I was maybe 14 years old 13 years old And we were walking down this path and my mom was like, she was like always freaking out because she could like see the treetops next to her right off because they, some of these trails at Red River Gorge, they just drop hundreds of feet into nothing, but we were going down this one trail and there was a little ledge that you could kind of jump down and then get onto this ledge and hide like beside the trail. And I did that. And my mom freaked the hell out. She thought I fell off the trail. And so that freaked her out, but that didn't scare me in the least. And I don't know, I think maybe it's since I've had children, but I don't know why, what that would have to do with anything. I don't know. Not real sure what happened or why.
1: Elsie. There you go. <laughs> Wow. There's been a couple unwanted touches and it's caused a lifetime of pushing touch away. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. So, Jess, why are you afraid of talking in public?
3: (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea about the talking in public. I know why I'm afraid of spiders, but I don't know why I'm afraid of talking in public.
0: Why are you afraid of
3: spiders? So when I was a kid, my dad played in a band with some friends and they would, like, practice at our church. And while they were practicing, like, all the kids of the dads that were in this band would just play and i we were playing hide and seek one time and i was counting and i was standing in a corner and this spider bit my foot while i was counting and i freaked out and i was trying to like shake it off my foot and it wouldn't get off my foot and I, like, was screaming bloody murder. My dad came running, and he, like, got the spider off my foot. And, yeah, no, I don't do spiders now. What
0: kind of spider bites your toe and doesn't let go of it? A shark do you spider? Know?
3: A shark spider? I don't know, but I was a kid, <laughs> so in my mind, it was a tarantula. Speaking <laughs> <laughs> of uh, sharks.
1: Oh, go ahead. Finish, biggest hairiest spider
3: ever in my mind i i it was probably not even that big but i was a kid so it was large and terrifying
0: so weird i've never
3: heard of that are you sure it wasn't a tick we were in a gym like in the church gym Hmm.
1: Hmm. I, i do think that since we are all divers here that we should do a shark dive with Sarah. I think <laughs> we she knew that was coming. I think we should too. We'd all be with you and protecting you and their safety in numbers. I'm going to wear steel toe boots. We all can right. swim in a pool. You won't need, need any weights.
2: Yeah, exactly.
4: <laughs> so I'm just for fun looking up the names of some of these fears. I have uh, three. I have to look up two more. But um, what I thought was interesting is that Sarah was talking about our upcoming episode, Celestial Navigation, and a fear of boats and cruise ships. I haven't really found a fear of sailing in particular, but a fear of boats and cruise ships is called navaphobia. Huh. Hmm. Interesting. TC,
3: how did you get, do you know where your fear came from?
4: Uh, The fear of. Being on the motorcycle came from wrecking right. the motorcycle. The uh, the f- I don't know where a fear of masks came from. Uh, it's all, for me, that one is all mental. It's just thinking too much. It's overthinking what's going on in the mind of the person wearing the mask. And if I, you know, if, if somebody is, if somebody really wants to cause harm to a large group of people why not don a mask and hide in a haunted house because i i feel like you could do a lot of damage before people get smart about it so i i don't really know where that fear comes from i don't know but i don't feel it anymore
1: well no, do you have the names of the other ones that you wanted to say um i have fear of
4: Fear of being touched is half-a-phobia, half a phobia, H-A-P-H-E, phobia. Get the back aphobia. Fear of speaking is glossophobia, and 75% of the human population has that fear.
1: Wow. Right? I'm not
4: no, it's the number. I remember reading that before, which is why I looked it up, because more people are afraid of um, speaking than they are dying. Have you ever heard that joke? So more people are afraid of being the person speaking at a funeral than being the person in the casket. <laughs> I love
0: public speaking. Me too. Yeah, I like it too, actually. Yeah, I love Seven.
4: it. Sevens.
0: <laughs> 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 it's one of my favorite things to do. Pay attention to me. That's right.
2: <laughs> if I know what I'm gonna say, I'm fine, but if I have to add Libbet at all, I just crumble. I I just I, I <sighs> hem haul, which is why preparation is the key, which is a really bad thing for a procrastinator. We so. should all take an
1: improv class together. Oh, that'd be fun. That's putting it in the list. Can my ever growing with, list.
2: Can we do it with Drew Carey and all the folks from uh whose line is it anyway?
1: <sighs> Hopefully. Oh my
2: gosh.
0: Let's talk to Kathy. Gosh, that would be so much fun. I
3: don't know. She, she wasn't part she of really the anyway.
2: She might, might
3: not like that. About... Do what? Didn't she say she doesn't really get along with him? With Drew Carey? Oh I, oh, I thought they were friends. Yeah, I thought so too. Well, maybe she's friends with him. I I know she said that she didn't really like that whole experience. wasn't the best time, but mm. I don't maybe remember that. I don't remember that. that. Uh uh-uh.
1: She said that. Well, night. I have to. I have to ask you guys, are you happy with the progress that you've made so far? We're at about a six-month check-in, and I think we're going to try and do a year check-in. So you got six more months to improve again. Are you happy with the progress you made so far? Sarah, it doesn't count for you since you just (laughs) told us. I think she
3: made good progress with telling us her. Oh, no, that's exciting. Yes.
0: I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm fine with the non-progress that I've made because even though I'm afraid of heights, I don't let it stop me from doing anything really. In fact, I seek out opportunities to, to conquer that fear. So it's almost like a, I don't know that it's ever, I don't know that I want to conquer the fear because then it won't be as much fun to do the things that are
2: so so you're totally there you're thinking of ziplining as being a way of conquering the fear of heights maybe no just facing it i because i don't think conquering
0: i don't want to conquer it i want to be afraid of heights and i want to do those things that make me feel scared
2: because we talk about facing a fear of heights is is being up at a high place and just being at a high place and looking down i mean ziplining is taking it to a whole new level for god's sake you're not only just at a height but now you're going to just trust yourself to this little wheel and handles and a wire and now you're going to traverse a wide open height so you know ziplining is even more than just being afraid of heights there's a lot that goes into ziplining
4: yeah well so i, I love so how she's freaking so, you out even more than you were when, free, when
1: are we going Mer? thanks Murr? when Sarah. are we
2: doing it i can't wait i <laughs> I
1: will say that the place i went to a red river i can talk red river gorge (laughs) um (laughs) they do a really like stellar job of explaining the mechanisms and doing all the checks and assuring you that you are safe and you start off small Mm -hmm. and then you go bigger and bigger i won't tell you about the last one but I was super, super afraid of heights. And now like I actively try and zip line as much as possible after doing this. Really? Experience. Even though the third time, and they knew I was the chicken shit of the entire group, I took the step off the platform and he's like, Oh no, wait, you're not attached. And I'm like, that's oh. not funny. <laughs> oh my god. But it was it was funny. That's it was not funny. funny. He That's, read the audience and it was fine, but <laughs> I have to tell you guys that
2: Mur and I, puke off his shoes.
4: Mur and I right? used to go every year to this lake in is it in Indiana? Mur, yeah. Little,
0: yeah, uh, White uh, Rock Park.
4: Yeah, every year we used to as soon as it was warm enough and that place opened, <clears throat> we used to go there just to jump off of high things into the water. Lake jump off of that's the whole purpose of going to that lake is to jump off of high things into the water so I can see her wanting to take it to the next step and do and do a zip line because she she gets up high on things all the
1: time yeah Yeah, because it's exciting scared 50 feet you said 50 feet people that have a fear of heights would be like oh that's too high oh it is and then it's like you gotta do it gotta (laughs) do it gotta do it (laughs) jump (laughs)
0: That's what it's like. (laughs) Got to do it again now.
4: (laughs) We were sailing the BVI not long ago. And there's a boat there that it's pretty traditional to get on the top of the boat and jump off of the top of the boat. And that's when I learned that um, Dino also has a fear of heights. And so we weren't we weren't dating at the time, but I was trying to convince everyone to get up on the top of this boat and jump off. And finally, it was his turn to be convinced by me. And he went up and did it on the way up there. He confessed that he was really afraid to do this. And he sat on the edge of the boat instead of like, you know, I'm going and doing a running leap off the side of the boat. He (laughs) sat on the edge of the boat and then pushed himself off. And Dude, that again, you can't be you can't have courage if you don't have fear now. Gained a lot of respect for him at that moment.
2: I did jump so out cool. of a plane once and it was wow. a pretty, perfectly good plane. How, yeah, how was that?
0: <laughs> Dom is what it was.
2: So I, I want to do it. It was a tandem <laughs> jump for a skydive, and um, you know, you have about 35 seconds worth of um, uh education on what to do, and basically it was just hold on tight and do what I tell you and so i was attached to somebody who apparently knew what they were doing and we went up in the plane and we were getting ready to get out of the plane and um it was a good thing that i wasn't in charge of my body at the time because i was attached to somebody else and so my body just went with that body but he did say okay put one foot out on the on the platform or whatever the, the the wing some some strut Put my foot out there and i put one foot out there and he said okay bring your other foot out and i'm looking at my foot and i'm like okay come on and no it just didn't go my foot did not it, my foot was just sitting there. it was like my foot knew that i did not want to get out of that plane so he basically drug me out of the plane so when i say i jumped out of a plane i was basically dragged out of the plane uh, pushed out of a plane <laughs> I was, he, he dragged me he basically fell so i had to follow because i was attached to him Um, but, uh, it was kind of funny because the, the whole reason I wanted to do this was why I paid the extra money to get a video of me jumping out of a plane because I wanted to send it to my mom and give her a heart attack only, um, because it took me, um, a little bit too long to jump out of the plane. I was just a speck and you couldn't really tell it was me. So I didn't end up buying the video. So I just Uh had to, I had to, um. And so, I'll just tell my mom about it, which was it almost gave her a heart attack, but it wouldn't, it wasn't as good as if I had shown her the video of me jumping out of a plane. But that's okay. See, I have considered
0: skydiving, it's not something I will do in the near future because I uh, feel like that one comes with a much higher risk of death than ziplining, and my kids still need me around. So, I'll do it when I'm 50 ish. And then my kids will be adults, and if I die, then they can have a life insurance policy. Wow, <laughs> that's literally how I feel about skydiving. I'll wait until my kids are ready for me to die.
4: <laughs> that's what it uh, right? is. Benefit analysis: Am I gonna, am I gonna take this risk for this benefit?
2: And then you have well, to decide. I was nineteen at the time and didn't have any kids, so yeah, I was see? I was I was pretty okay wow. with it then.
0: Yeah, if I I think if I didn't have kids, I probably would do it. But I I don't don't know. I basically have had kids my whole life. So
2: don't get me wrong. I had a great time telling my mom about it. Oh, I'm
0: sure you did. It would have
2: been so much better if I had shown her the video. Hey mom, look at Watch her face while she was watching it. (laughs) You remember you might remember from previous episodes, that's the same mom that didn't want me riding my bicycle across the street. So
1: right, right. So did doing this challenge get your butts in gears? Gears? Gear?
0: Not really. Well, yeah, no. I did some research about zip lining and I, I do have a weekend picked. We're going to go October 23rd. You hear that, Mark Demko? October 23rd. Put it in your calendar.
4: <laughs> I think it made me more aware of it and made me give thought to it. I think fear is more a mind game than anything else.
3: Agreed. I'm 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 beholden to the soapbox.
2: I'm kind of showering. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jess. Would you say Jess?
3: I said I am beholden to the soapbox and conference schedules.
2: (laughs) And and I'm happy showering with my friend, the spider. And um, I do think that the fact that we have something coming up that has to do with sailing, I think uh, something that I would like to I'm very interested in actually taking the time to really learn how to sail so that I can have some confidence being out there in the water without either my father being there or a uh, motor being available.
0: That'll so be a I'm fun. journey to take with you.
2: I took some
4: uh, ASA sailing certification courses in um, North Carolina, packed up my dogs and drove and stayed in an Airbnb and got three different sailing certifications from this this old couple who I think had been together for multiple lives and they argued like an old married couple about everything and it was hilarious but it was it was fun it's it's good memory maybe that's the way to go get an old
0: vacation
4: get an old married couple who's gonna have some uh, entertainment value on the side for you.
2: <laughs> Wait, is this a class that Bill and I are going to teach? What? <laughs>
3: <laughs> what about you, Elsie?
1: Uh, no, it didn't get my button gear. Okay. I don't know that I'm gonna conquer this one, and I, I think I'm okay with it. Yeah, I think that's
0: okay too but are there other things that you're afraid of that you will
1: continue to pursue i i don't know i think we'll have to keep doing challenges and keep doing soapboxes and uh see what you're find afraid out of? what that is yeah i like it well apparently we're all
0: afraid of uh hiring a housekeeper oh why'd you do that <laughs> the benefit of jess and Sara, we received a challenge to hire a housekeeper and i'm a little heebie-jeebie about that so yeah. to come maybe that's my newest
2: fear yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well we have so. um somebody who we lovingly refer to as mr kaplan that comes to take care of things every couple of weeks here and um if anybody has ever watched the blacklist they would know that Mr. Kaplan is the person that would come in and clean up after all of the murders that mm. um, Reddington committed. And so we have Mr. Kaplan that comes and cleans up after us every couple of weeks. Not nice. because we murder people, but just because the house might get a bit dirty.
0: Sure, you don't murder people. Mm-hmm. Nope. nope. <laughs> are there any um,
4: Are there any off, like hands off areas, for that person, or is that person allowed to clean every and anything?
2: Well, because I respect this person, and I think she's a pretty good person, um, pretty much the kids' rooms are frequently off limits because I would not subject anyone to that.
4: Well, I don't mean that. I mean, <laughs> for, your, for your own, like, for your privacy,
2: or do you have, you know, no. Mr. Mr. Kaplan can go anywhere. It's fine.
1: Hmm. We have some I locked... respect that, though.
2: We may have some locked drawers in the house that Mr. Kaplan can't get into, but that's a different story.
0: Yeah
4: huh that's interesting
1: well
2: what were you getting at, Tracy
4: well I'm just wondering if you know if we do that challenge if there's some area that you would have to let Mr. Kaplan get into so that you could feel the discomfort that comes with
1: it that's what I was that's what I was getting like a red room Oh,
0: Mr. Kaplan is oiling the leather and dusting. We just have a red red drawer. We're just a red drawer. It's not a a, a whole room. It's fine. (laughs) It's one of the locked drawers. Well, Sirens, thank you for another fantastic episode. And thank you, our fellow explorers, for listening to all of us. This has been a fun week. Our challenge for you this week is to share with someone your fear and ask them to share one of their fears with you. If you share with each other one step you're going to take to face that fear, we think that that might um, help you follow through on that commitment by starting the conversation with someone else. So tell us all about it on the social medias by using the hashtag Siren Soapbox. And don't forget that you can read about our latest adventures and you can check out what we're going to be doing next by visiting our website, sirensoapbox.com. You can even do the homework with us if you really wanna dive in deep with us. Next week we'll be exploring, think like a mind reader the mentalist Jonathan Pritchard. So that should be fun. Hopefully you'll join us for that. And until next time, dive in, stay curious, and be happy. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Siren Soapbox. And a special thank you to C-Strings for providing our music. Snag your latest EP from iTunes today. Follow the Sirens on all the social medias and don't forget to tell your friends about us. Like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'll catch you next time on another episode of Siren Soapbox.